Thank you for joining us on Giggle Culture. A homeschool moms podcast laughing our way from surviving to thriving. I'm Willow, hippie homesteading mama for homeschool lifestyle coach, an artist and creative living in the yurt in the woods with my lover who teaches public school and our teens that are left at home. I'm Cassie, Christian homeschool mom of five, married to my best friend. I'm a creative word nerd, financial coach, and adventurer. Grab a cup of something and join us for your giggles. Good afternoon, Cassie. How are you today? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. I, uh, the sun is shining and it is supposed to be close to 60 something today. Well, that's almost as warm as it is here. Uh, almost. For today, anyway. <laughs> Tomorrow? Let's see. No, not next day. It's supposed to snow. Yeah. I think. I think we're supposed to be in the 90s, but yeah, and we're going to the beach to look for shark teeth, I think. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Enjoy it for me. <laughs> I will. I will. Have you have you ever have you ever gone shark tooth hunting? That might be one no. of my new favorite things since living here. It is totally wild and fun. Wow. So what does that look like? So it looks a little different depending on, I mean, well, when you tromp through the beach with all five children in tow, it looks a little, probably more special than <laughs> going by myself. But uh, we have like these scoops that we dig it out and then we have screens, like you dig um, in the shell line and then we have screens that you dump it in and uh, the waves wash away all the extra sediment and we find some of the coolest shells and different fossils and things but our favorite has been shark teeth so my kids have started creating all kinds of different art and things with their shark teeth and now we're down to they need specific sized ones to finish off you know pictures and different things that they've created so we're now we're on like not just hunting for shark teeth randomly but we're on like specific missions now <laughs> it's getting intense <laughs> wow awesome oh my goodness i didn't even ever think about actually shark teeth washing up on the shore i guess that probably happens though doesn't it uh, yeah and <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they're um they're black really fun to go especially like um the first low tide of the day so like at sunrise the kids and I trump out I load them all up in the car um, my husband makes fun of me because I will I will take them all in their pajamas and load them in the car <laughs> at 3 or 4 30 in the morning and we drive over to the coast which isn't that far but we go a little farther south too and so that we were there by 5 15 5 30 during the um first low tide of the day and we will, you know, tromp a mile down the beach because we try to get away from everybody else because you don't want to be where everybody's looking. And we have found buckets full. It's amazing. That is really neat. You know, as you were talking about that, I was thinking, you know, this is a perfect example of what happens when you incorporate life as you're learning. Because I was just thinking through as you were talking about that, all the different 
schools and all the different like, you know, check boxes for school that that actually checks, um, which we should just like talk about that for a minute. You know, like even just the exercise, you know, I'm like, oh, there's PE, you know, <laughs> or hey, yeah. there's coordination or <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. Let's let's I, w- I would love to dive into that a little bit today. Um, not just this topic, but like other things where life can check those boxes, because I think so often um, homeschool moms, we want to check the boxes. Even if we're not box checkers, I'm not a box checker. Most of the time, I don't even know where the box is, let alone <laughs> try to check it. But, uh, but there are times, especially where you feel like, oh, am I doing enough? And I think if we mentally take a minute at boxes that are checked in life, like when we go shark tooth hunting, you know, the um they're using visual skills. They're using visual tracking. They're doing hand-eye coordination. Uh, they're they're learning about their body and space awareness, getting too close to other people, staying away from other people, not getting people's way. Uh, and like the last time we were there, even, uh, you know, they were speaking to people who professionally shark tooth hunt. So they were getting to use some of those like inquisitive skills that, naturally i think develop as a homeschooler which is fun and then like you said there's like there's pe in it there's all different kinds of skills that are being used that yeah if we were box checkers we could be going right down the list well like even what i'm thinking is like you're literally inside of a textbook when you're out there on the beach in hands you know up to your elbows in everything that's going on like you're literally inside of some kind of biology book or you know the <laughs> marine life biology type of a situation you know because even though you're going to look for you know like shark tooth and that's your focus there's so many other things that are that just create that richness all around you that i'm sure just doesn't do anything except for really really uh, just kind of explode the imagination their children have and their their obsession with the learning of things. That's just really neat. No, it, it's so true because like the last, you know, um, it wasn't the last time, it was a couple times ago, we had a guy um, a crab and so he dropped it in front of the kids and showed the kids how to preserve it so that way they could keep it on their nature shelf which is something i wouldn't it's totally fascinating um we have learned all the different shorebirds um and you know some of them are protected some of them what their different natural habitats some of them nest on the ground so we've learned to keep an eye out to stay away from the nesting grounds and things and um it's it's i love to see my kids be in the lord's creation and just see all of the little minute things that he has put together like you said it's better than any biology book could do we could we could read a book about the shore and we do i mean i we read all the time but there's nothing quite like having your toes in the sand and the sun on your back and having all of your senses just what you're learning about yeah I mean it it reminds me of like a storybook and you know when when your imagination gets so sucked into the storybook you almost feel like you're totally there but like you guys actually really are there 
And I I think it's really good that they taught you about the preserving of that because I don't know about you, but when we have gone to the beach and brought things back, sometimes it does not smell very well after a few weeks. (laughs) Yes, I learned that there is a lot to do with um, leaving things in the sun and letting the sun like naturally do it. But yes, we have had our fair share of, um, we call them spoils. Uh, things that we thought were going to be really cool and we brought them home and then um, we learned very quickly that we should not have brought them home or did not preserve them in the correct manner we we added to our our we have a spoiled spot out in the backyard and it just kind of hangs out back there (laughs) Wow. Okay. So I have two questions. One, do you uh, encourage your kids to do nature type journals or sketchbooks, or do they naturally just gravitate to kind of want to document things on their own? Yeah. Okay. So I, we have what we call our learning journals and it's not just a nature journal. Um, They started out as nature journals. Um, But my kids have found that for them, it's a good way just to document learning in general. Um, and, and we, we started, we switched them from nature journals to learning journals because when we would go on field trips and different things that weren't necessarily outside, my kids are like, but I want to journal this, but I can't do it in my nature journal. (laughs) So we had to change the whole name, um, to our learning journal. And so for every, um, most of the time for field trips and different things, or even if they're just excited about learning about something, They'll go and they'll take two or three pages in their learning journals and they'll take um, maybe, especially my daughter, she is very uh, like sensory oriented. So she'll tell, she'll write, you know, this is what I could smell on the beach. This is what I could feel. This is what, you know, the taste of the salt in her mouth or different things. You know, um, if, if I brought a picnic, she almost always writes about what food we brought <laughs> And it's so, it's so much fun, but like my older boys, now they have really started to dig in. So like, you know, I was talking about the birds and the shorebirds and their nesting grounds and things. And so they have started, like, they'll draw a picture of the bird and then they write all these little facts that they have searched and found about these birds. And we have bought um, several different uh, like nature guides that are to help they're supposed to go with you to the beach, I think. But normally we take a picture or a video of whatever we're looking at. And then we bring it home and do the nature guides at home um, or in the van on the way home. That's I, a lot, I can't tell you how many times we've left a field trip. And I'm so excited to like talk about all the like the little nuances of it with my kids in the van. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to bring up this and I'm going to bring up that. And I look in the back. And my little two are normally sleeping and my older three are, you know, sketching madly in their journals and nobody's saying a word to me and I'm just driving. (laughs) (laughs) That is so cool. You know, in the past on a previous episode, I remember we were talking about spaces that we created. So um, you're making me think of the logistics of that. That actually means that you probably have them prepared with some kind of a backpack or something that has their supplies that they would need in order to do that. Is that like, what does that look like for you? Okay. So if we're going, 
um, to the beach or even like a field trip or whatever, I, I have what we call the van basket. And it actually, it's ironic because it's actually a big red bag now, but it used to be a basket back when there was only two of them <laughs> that were participating. It was a basket. Now it's turned into a big bag because no one can carry a basket full of all that. Because I buy the, um, I buy them from Michael's. I, I'm just going to go ahead and put a plug out there right now. They're sketchbooks from Michael's. And at the beginning of the school year, they're hard. Um, they're hardcover. They're eight and a half by 11. I absolutely love them. And at the beginning of every school year, they're $5 a piece, which is amazing. And so I buy two or three for each kid at the beginning of every year. So that way we can dive in them. And, and, you know, I always tell the kids, like, we don't cross anything off. You don't cross anything out. If you don't like what you're doing or you don't enjoy the page, just move to the next page. But we don't cross anything out in our journal that's that's my only rule you can the taboo right yeah you can, <laughs> you can write anything you want you can draw it like it is your space for learning but you're not allowed to cross anything out because i want to see where your brain was going even if your brain changed its mind i want to see it but back to the bag we have a we have all of our journals in there and then i have a pencil box in there that has all different kinds of pencils charcoal pencils smudgers erasers uh whatever i can think of that they might need in there um and then i have rubbing crayons for my little guys so they're just i take all of our broken crayons twice a year and i melt them down in muffin tins and make rainbow colored um rubbing crayons so that way a lot of times they don't feel like their drawings are, you know, as good as the big kids and things. But what they love to do is maybe take a page of their journal and they'll rub the bark on a tree. Um, or they will do a rubbing of leaves or a stone they found or different things. And so most of their journal is just rubbings. And then we go through later and we figure, you know, I'll help them look up what kind of bark that was, you know, what kind of tree that was that had that unique pattern or um you know when we were in michigan um there were petoskey stones so when you rubbed those you got to see all the different little fossils in the stone and then so then we got to write about the petoskey stones on the sides of their journals but it gives them something um at their level but where they really feel like they're creating it gives them a real sense of excitement to be able to look at their journal and go, look at what I did. Now they also have drawings in there too, which they're super proud of. And I'm always proud of them. But the rubbing crayons is just something a little extra that I've noted has really encouraged the little ones to participate. That's awesome. So, so can I ask you, like when you do the rubbing crowns, do you just mix all colors or do you put them all like all the reds and all the greens and all the blues? Oh yeah. No, I am definitely a mixer. <laughs> nice. Well, so, I was thinking that would be really great. You know, like if you were a little kid and you couldn't really do all that, but you could like change colors with, you know, your same coloring uh, tool. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes it like a flat, I, you know, um, it's like a little muffin, you know, cause I use the mini muffin pan and, and sometimes I do shaped ones, but most of the time I just do circles. And, but it's got all the, you know, you melt the crayon just enough that they all kind of fuse together, but not enough that it turns into like 
slush. I'll post on our Instagram exactly how I do it. And I'll give all of the different, um, the timing and everything. And we're actually due to make some new ones. So maybe I'll even take a video of us making our next set and then I'll post it on the Instagram. So that way people can see what we're what we're talking about (laughs) yeah that would be that would be so neat I'm I'm looking forward to that I actually melted crowns a little bit and I had an artist one of you know my daughter she melted crowns some but that's not something I've necessarily gone that much into but definitely I was going to ask you do you keep a journal too I do yes and my the hardest part for me is when the kids are all journaling especially if we're on our way home I can't tell you how many times my kids always laugh because I always say, okay, we're going to go straight home and we're going to do, and we always find a park or a picnic table somewhere because they're all like so into it. And I want to be part, <laughs> I want uh, I want to I journal my part too, because I'm so excited about something, you know, that we've done. And so we'll pull over and find us a little park or a picnic table. And then I will do my journaling there. And, you know, then we take some time and I'll help the little ones with, whatever they're going to, you know, want to actually add extra to theirs. Um, And sometimes we do take them in um, depending on what the, you know, what the, the area looks like. Sometimes I like taking them onto the beach just because there is so much in there that I would hate for them to get wet and everything that goes to the beach gets wet, (laughs) but we do, those ones on the way home. Yeah, that's, oh, I think that's great. That's actually (laughs) kind of some practical tips information for people because, you know, I didn't even think about it being like, you know, wet when it is taken out there on the beach. So uh, it makes me wonder, like, so do you, actually, you know, that kind of creates a little bit of a, a little bit of a um, kind of like a, you know how when you don't always get things and then you get something, you're kind of like are a little bit more focused. That's what it reminds me of. Like, you know, you don't have it at the beach, but then as soon as you get to the car, it's no wonder that they're like diving into their journals so much. That just makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially like when we, when we were given the crab, that's the, that's one that sticks out in my mind because they were like, Oh, I have to remember exactly how his, you know, his front claw was or his, you know, and so like they really studied it they really wanted to make sure that they knew exactly what he looked like so that way when they got to the car they could put it down on paper you know but it made them so much more intentional in what they were looking at not just grazing over it like oh i can draw that later or whatever they were very intentional you know almost memorizing it so that way they Wow, that's neat. So by any chance, do you uh, take pictures or anything like that? If they're like, hey, mom, I really want to remember this or anything like that. Or do they have devices they're able to use or? Yeah. So most of the time, because I love pictures. So if anybody follows my Instagram, they'll see all of the pictures that I post. I post a lot. But um, so I almost always have my phone or a camera, uh, depending on we have, you know, some waterproof devices that we'll take with us to the beach. Um, but I, I, I do allow them to be able to go back over and look at the pictures and things. Um, especially if it's something that is going to move quick. Uh, that's something that I've learned in the past when I first started, you know, nature journaling and things with the 
kids, you know, I loaded everything up in my backpack. And I would take us out and I would set us down somewhere. And I noticed that the kids were not near as excited about it. Um, But when I started involving them, we would then, you know, you help carry this, help pack the van basket, you know, do different things. Then they were super excited. But when they, what they wouldn't get excited about is, especially here in Florida, we have things that move very quickly you know there might be a giant crane that you want to draw (laughs) i thought you were gonna say crocodile (laughs) (laughs) i we have our fair share of alligators that we have drawn yes Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um but they they i will tell you they normally are just laying on the side of the the like on the embankments so we don't get close, but I, my favorite way to draw an alligator is we have, um, in some of our state parks, they have what they call can. And so you're actually up above the swamp on a wooden boardwalk and we walk up there. And then when we find an alligator or something, we'll stop and everybody will draw it. But we're down from a very safe distance and all my florida friends make fun of me but i'm like listen there's a couple things about michigan that i really like and one of them is that nothing is trying to eat me that i can't see coming (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) cue cue the tourists Oh my goodness, that's so that's so fun! Yeah, you definitely don't want to be someone's uh, lunch when you are actually out trying to do a picnic. <laughs> no, like I, I like I, yeah. yeah, I'm I am I I don't get nervous, but I'm definitely aware of where my kids are when we're out in nature. I I have a healthy respect for all of the things that can harm but i also am not like not gonna go experience because of it so right right well i was wondering you know rounding out your whole curriculum (laughs) beautiful day at the beach you know (laughs) um i was wondering um do you do you go to the library with your kids and what does that look like like um yeah i mean you know i you i think i in the past i've talked to you about our version of what the library looked like, especially when my kids were younger. Um, You know, I would just kind of let them go and just see what their interests were, you know, based on what books that they picked out. And then I would just kind of create, you know, more atmosphere and more opportunities around those things that they were interested in that week. But it was almost like this really easy way for me to know what they were thinking through or what they were wanting to, to know. But um, what does your library time look like? Or are you guys even able to do that during this time? Okay. So I, I always joke that my homeschool mom card will be taken away if people actually found out. Um, I do not go to the library near as often as I should. Um, and the biggest reason is, is at one point, um, our library here locally now is wonderful. Um, and uh, we have some great librarians. But at one point, the library that I was trying to take my children to they were very, very much that children should not make any noise. And I oh. got like totally 
nervous about taking the kids to the library, which is so silly. And now I know that not all libraries are that way. And um, But the other thing that I have noticed with my children is most of the time, if they get a book, they want to read it like 250 times and then they're going to put it aside and then they're going to come back to it in a month anyway and they're going to read it another you know 10 times and then the next kid because the first one is so excited about it then the next kid wants to read it and then he's going to do the same thing and he's so excited about it and then all of the kids want to have read the book or have me read the book to them because they all want to have these big conversations together about whatever it was that the first book you know that the 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 book that was about and so most of the time we end up going to the what we do is we go to the library the kids pick out a few books they read them and then we end up ordering them and they join our library here at our house. so we end up um our library our library is like a um more of a menu of what we're going to order later more than it is to get it and check it out and then return it because my kids never want the return part to happen. So normally before the book is due, we end up having the book in our possession. So there's, I buy lots of used books online, (laughs) lots of used books. That's awesome. So um, you say used books. So what just, you know, just since our, uh, I was going to say viewers, but they can't really view us <laughs> since our listeners, you know, are uh, picking up little tips and, and uh, information. Uh, what are some of your favorites? Oh, well, I use Amazon a lot. I use I use Amazon a lot for the um, to, to order used books. And then my other favorite that I I really like going to is um, the Books a Million has different used sections um and sometimes it's online and sometimes it's just in the store and i don't know if it's all the stores or if it's just our local stores um but i definitely use them a lot but i'm curious because you are the person i know that probably has as big a library as i do uh (laughs) where do you guys get yours from most of the time Um, You know, honestly, I think probably the majority of my really good resources I've gotten through homeschool book sales. Um, There's several in our area that like they fill the whole gymnasium and, you know, moms will have like a full eight foot by, you know, two and a half foot table and they will just put like all their books out that they're ready to get rid of. And it's such a great place because um, I do get them for a really good price. You know, a lot of them I only pay for, you know, a couple bucks or a buck. Um, And so that seems to be really good, like very rich place to, to purchase them, um, you know, compared to like having to go to a lot of different bookstores and things and trying to find something I can usually probably get about four or five to one, you know? Um, but yeah, that's, that's probably my biggest place is I just try to find the, the book sales that are closest to me. No, I love that. The other thing that I do like to go to as well, and I do this even when I travel, um, is the friends of the library sales. Um, If you can can get a friend of the library sale, most of the time they'll even give you like a paper sack and tell you to fill a bag for like 
15 or $20. And the amount of resource books that I've gotten for my kids from those is just amazing. And the kids love to go with me um, because I'll give them, you know, uh, you get to fill this portion of the bag or that portion. <laughs> and that is a fun way to see what they gravitate towards. And then it's, it's a cheap way to get lots at one. Right. Yeah. You know, it's actually a lot of data research for me when I would watch my children go through the library and see which ones that they were drawn to, um, you know, as the, when they were younger and being able to just really know a lot about what they were actually thinking inside their heart and stuff. I really, really enjoyed that. Even just Sharon, you know, talking with you about it just makes me kind of like miss those times when we'd walk out with, you know, two or three armloads full of books because I never gave them a limit ever. So <laughs> the library <laughs> knew us very well. <laughs> uh, but one last thing I was going to uh, share is I don't, I'm sure you've heard of it, but one of the things we always love to do, too, is the little free libraries. And you can find, um, you know, the map for those. And usually there's tons of them in the areas that you normally live and you don't realize it. Um, but yeah, have you gone to little free libraries? We have. And in fact, one of the things that my kids like to do when we do like a road trip is because one novel is not going to last for an entire road trip, even if each of the kids read it. So we'll start out with one set of books and then switch it out at different little free libraries as we're traveling. So by the time we come home, we have completely different books than what we left with. Um, we always, you know, leave a book and take a book. And so the kids think that's a really fun and, and it's fun to see um, what maybe in a different area, like where uh, like geographically what they're reading. Yeah. That's awesome. The little free libraries have been one of our favorite things on trips too. It's just a, it's a really nice way to get out and stretch your legs and find something, something new. But I think that's probably it for today. I uh, really appreciate you sharing your beach trip with us, especially since I'm going into snow in the next couple of days. <laughs> and uh, so I look forward to uh, connecting to you again. Yes. I can't wait. Talk to you later. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you had a great giggle. <laughs> As always, you can find us and follow us on Instagram at Giggle Culture. We'd love to hear from you where you're at your homeschooling journey, questions, themes you'd love to hear us chat about and more. And if that doesn't work for you, you can also email us at gigglculturepodcast at gmail.com.